I'm Shannon. And I'm Rummy. And this is Workplace Side Hooks. Normally, we talk about a book, article, or something with the goal of helping all of us expand our workplace toolkit. Side Hugs, though, are a little bit different. Side Hugs are short snippets of us sharing advice we wish we would have had when... Dot, dot, dot. And today, we want to talk about mentorship and advice we wished we would have had when we were trying to find mentors or or keep relationships with mentors. So, Shannon, I think this one will be interesting because we are <clears throat> two sides of the same coin. I'm pro-mentor. You are... Are you pro-mentor, Shannon? I am pro-mentorship in your 20s. I think mentorship is overrated and potentially needs to be re- relabeled and redefined. So you're saying for 90% of your existence, you are anti-mentorship. But for that brief period, that gleaning, the gleaning <laughs> 20s, you are pro-mentorship. Uh, I'm pro-healthy mentorship. I think mentorship for myself personally and for a lot of the people that I have coached reached a point of toxicity where you no longer know your own mind or what you want for yourself. Um, and we're continually looking to a 50 year old white man or woman to tell you what to do with your life. (laughs) And I want to create a culture of people where we deeply know and trust ourselves. And sometimes I think mentorship done inappropriately or unhealthfully can get in the way of that. That's such a diplomatic approach. You could just say that mentorship sucks. I don't know why you have to be so PC about it. I think irregardless, we both agree that at least in your 20s, mentorship can be helpful. I think what we both will also agree with is finding a good mentor is really tricky. And so maybe we start with that and then we can kind of talk about the mentor relationship. which um, I think we both have strong opinions on because I think it's important, one, to figure out how to find them, and then two, how to leverage them and how that should even work out. So I can start by saying you got to meet with a lot of people, a lot of people in various positions, and um, you just have to keep meeting with people until something clicks, right? There's going to be something that clicks. Like you you and this other person aren't going to want to invest time and meet regularly unless there's some sort of connection between the two of you. Uh, yeah, I agree. Nothing or shattering there in terms of my ability to agree with you on that. I I think you've got to balance that with like a time commitment. You can't be meeting with everyone. And the first thing that came to mind for me as you were talking about that is some people I think have the tendency when you're young to be like, will you be my mentor? It's almost like you're that lost child looking around like, will you be my mommy? It's like, no, just have genuine, authentic connection conversation and look for an opportunity to create partnership. Maybe replace the word mentorship with a partnership. Like where can you find partnership with someone and be or even like chemistry, right? Yeah. And I don't think I paid enough attention to that. I think I chose a lot of people to be my mentor because of their title or the prestige that they had. And I didn't focus as much on chemistry. So that is straight up advice I wish I would have had one. Like, actually pay attention to if you have chemistry in a weird way. Right. I think it's just a matter of like a spark. Like, you guys sit down, you talk, and it's like, oh, cool. Like, I want to keep talking to this person. Yes. And I think that's when you go after the fact. You go, hey, I really enjoyed our chat. Like, I think I could learn a lot from you. And I think there are things that I can also help you um, with. Could you be? Would you be? Could you be my mentor? And I'd say don't even ask that question. Just continue the conversation. 
You don't need to put a label on it. Like, why are we trying to label this relationship? Ooh. <laughs> took my Mr. Rogers song and flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> I mean, Rami, you like it when we disagree. And this is going to be a podcast episode where we might disagree more. <laughs> so I think we both agree, though, that you just got to find someone that's a good connection um, and that you're both enjoying at least the conversation. And I think if that works, then you keep it going. However, you decide to label or unlabel that. Um, I think the next piece is for me thinking about them in different buckets. So the way I approach mentorship is really thinking about it two ways. One that can help me like with specific tasks in my job, right? Like they understand what I do. They maybe have done it or currently doing it. Um, and I can go to them and say like very tactically, like I've got this issue, uh, with whatever piece of it, it's, um, this specific process or whatever it is, and here are the problems I'm having. And and they can walk you through kind of how to actually fix those things like tactical job mentorship. Yeah. I'd call that like peer mentorship. Exactly. So I think the other one for me then is someone who doesn't understand your job and for me, I like it when they like have no real concept of what you do, which is how most of my interactions with people outside of my desk are with me in that no one really understands what I do. <laughs> I think those are the people who like understand your company, your organization. And when you come to them with a, hey, here's what I'm thinking about doing in my career, or whatever it is, they can kind of help you with the like large strategic parts. And I think what's really important here is... If you come to them with open-ended um, questions, you have to be really prepared to have that relationship go in a very strange direction. Mm. Yeah, I think the most effective mentorship is one where you can have a clear agenda in mind. And that's maybe the distinction that I want to draw between a mentor and a coach. A mentor generally speaking, wants to help you get wherever you want to go. And so you've got to have a clear vision of where you want to go most times for them to be most value added, at least in, in my experience in working with mentors. Absolutely. When I came to a mentor, and I'm embarrassed to say that I did do this sometimes, and I was like, help me figure out what to do next. I feel lost. That's not their zone of genius. That's not a area where, frankly, it's not a conversation that they're going to like. Even when mentees come to me and ask me that question, you've got to do some work of self-reflection to build the awareness to then know what you're asking them for help with. Uh, so making sure that you're clear on that distinction and the role that they are willing to play for you. And then after that, they love to help you. If you can give them specific things that you want help with, oh my gosh, mentors love to help and support. I think you're hitting it right on the nose. I think with mentors, the biggest thing you can do is give them specific things that you're asking about. And even if it's like, hey, I'm trying to think between these two things, like, what would you think? I think that helps them kind of ground themselves. I think if you go to them and say, hey, what should I do? They go, well, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. How would I tell you what you should do? And I think the really interesting thing within that is think about yourself. Like if someone went to you and was like, hey, what should, what should I do next? Like, it's just too broad of a question. I think it's too hard to then give opinions because one i would be terrified to say hey maybe this thing and for them to go no no no, i'd never want to do that then it's like okay i'm not going to give you any more opinions on this very wide uh subject we yeah. do this thing in design thinking where it's like hey think about all the things you can think of that are white and so people start to look around them and name all the things 
And then you say, okay, let's do that same exercise, but think about all the things that are white in a fridge and, and they run much faster. And it's like, how do you give just a little bit of uh, context and even shape and rigor to the question? Because I think that'll help them run much faster. There's no like crawl, walk. Mm-hmm. It's like literally run. Mm-hmm. So putting a frame on it. And I think to re-anchor our conversation a little bit. So in terms of our advice on how to find a mentor, Rami, you shared, meet with a lot of people, look for that genuine, authentic chemistry and connection. That was something that I don't think I did enough of. Um, And then my perspective would be, make sure that you're focusing on what do you want to be really great at and who is that's around you and how can you ask them for help and support on a value add only basis. I think we lived in a corporate culture where it was like, you're, you're supposed to have quarterly touch bases with your quote mentor. And I can have mentees now who will, maybe I haven't seen or heard from them in a year and they'll reach out to me for help on a very specific thing. And I freaking love it. You don't need to have quarterly touch bases for someone to help and support you through your career. And in fact, depending on their level or their level of like what they've got going on in their life right now, they will appreciate the fact that you don't have standing meetings with them and you only ask for their support when you really need it. Well, and I think too, like, look, everybody's busy. And so if you and I have a standing meeting and we don't know or have a strong reason to be meeting, well, then it's going to be hard for either of us to prioritize it. And honestly, that in itself may kill the relationship yeah. because you guys both show up and it's like, Hey, what are we talking about? It's like, Oh, I didn't have anything. We're supposed to be meeting. Yeah. It's like, all right, well then let's not meet. Like, why didn't we cancel this ahead of time? So I didn't have to put on my boots and like walk across over here. So I think always with that in mind, if you're going to get into a mentor relationship, you have to always be thinking about like, what do I need to ask them? And what am I trying to get out of it? In do we need to meet to make that happen? Yes. Because, they are not only investing their time, but they're investing their time into you. And so unless you're giving them a reason to and they feel fulfilled from that, Mm -hmm. they're not going to want to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people lose mentors over time is trying to get them to do everything for them where they really should just be using them specifically in proper instances. And I think that's how you end up with mentors that you have throughout your career. The mentors that I have that I go back to, I talk to very infrequently Mm -hmm. right but it's like a very specific thing like hey i'm thinking about making a job change here's what i'm thinking about doing what do you think and also let me get you caught up on where i am in my life now because it's been a minute since we've talked yes and i and i think that's how i've really seen mentorship succeed for me because it's always been very i don't want to say tactical but i'm gonna say tactical because it has to Genuinely, the relationship has to start from like a place where there's chemistry or there's a spark. Um, But I think the tactical nature of mentorship is what keeps it going. Yeah, well said. Other thoughts on this in terms of like, how do you keep it going? Well, don't force it. I think we've already said that essentially. But in short, making sure that you're adding value and ideally just as much as you're taking, if not more. And a really simple way to do this, if you're like, oh, God, how could I possibly add value to this person that's so much further along in their career? Simply ask the question, how can I help you? And you might be surprised 
some of them will say, oh, no, nothing. Like, it's just good to, like, be able to help you. Others might actually have a tangible thing. So there's this gentleman that I meet with maybe once a year. We met because I thought I wanted to go into tech. And long story short, I didn't want to go into tech. <laughs> and he he helped me get there. Uh, but this last time I reached out to him, commending him on a, a, a podcast that he was on or something. And I said, I asked the question, is there anything I can do to help you? And he's like, yes, actually, I'm going to be retiring early from my career soon. Uh, and I'm thinking about starting this like nonprofit side project. And I really need help and support from somebody who could just like ask me some really great like pointed questions. And I know you're the person for that. So let's have coffee. So it might surprise you the things that they actually mm-hmm. want your help and support with. And I think the best mentors will give you those moments or those opportunities to add value backwards to them. Exactly. 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 I think it's how, because the whole point of a mentorship is that you're both getting something out of it, right? And maybe for them, what they get out of it is investing into someone else. And sometimes that suffices. But I think to Shannon's point, like sometimes people actually will want the upwards mentorship. And I say this in a upwards, downwards mentorship way of just like, hey, everybody's talking about TikTok. What is that? And it's like, oh, I can tell you what TikTok is. Like, let me show you what it is. Yes. Or or things like that, that they maybe don't know who else to ask that question to without it coming off in that way. And you say, well, that's exactly how I'm leveraging you. So why can't they leverage me in that exact same way? Yeah. And honestly, it could be something as dumb as like, show me TikTok, explain it to me. And how can you create a safe space? Because if you then blabber to all the other people like, oh, I helped my mentor, da, da, da. No, you're not creating a safe space in return for them. And that jeopardizes the quality of your relationship. Another simple way to add value, but like do it again in a genuine way. I still meet maybe once every six months with one of my old bosses at at Target. And uh, I have a lot more time to read than she does, right? Mm -hmm. Like she's, she's an important lady now. So if she's telling me about a certain challenge or struggle, like she's trying to implement some change culture, I might say, oh, I read this really interesting article on X, Y, or Z. And she'll say, can you send that to me? You know, mm-hmm. like how can even in that way, can you add value in micro doses that are supremely helpful to them as busy working professionals? Yeah, I love it. So I think let's go back to what we started with as we're wrapping up here. It's me, a lot of people meet with a lot of people. Um, You're not collecting playing cards. That's not the purpose of having a mentor. It's not who can you get. Um, It's finding the people that you have those genuine um, spark and interaction with that you could see the conversation continuing and then continue it, right? And then leverage them at the right times to make sure that they're not feeling um, their time is wasteful because they need to get something out of it. And if you can, um, always be open to that uh, flipped mentorship of you then mentoring them back, right? And, and giving back to them. Um, and remember, because not we nobody knows everything. And so everybody's always going to want help. And so if you can give that back, then that, that even solidifies the relationship even more, right? Because they go, oh, yep, yep. I've been giving Shannon a lot of advice, but she finally helped me out with something. And so now the next time she reaches out, I absolutely prioritize like making that time to meet with her. Um so that I can help her with whatever she's struggling with. Yeah. And my tips in short, when you're seeking out a mentor, focus on the skills path. What do you want to be really great at? Who is and how can you ask them for help on a value add only basis? And on that same token, how do you keep a mentorship? 
add value, ideally more than you take. And in a really simple way, the easiest thing you can do is make sure you're taking the time to ask, how can I help you? If you can't think of a really tangible way to help them on the surface. And don't waste their time. Do not waste their time. Amen. All right. I've been Shannon. I've been Rami. And this was Workplace Hugs. Side Hugs Edition. <laughs>